This is Damien Petty from IATSE Local 212. On behalf of our staff and membership, I would like to wish everyone out there in podcast land an awesome time over the holidays and a prosperous new year. Best wishes to the team at Full Swing Productions and all in Alberta's screen-based production community. Enjoy the podcast. Podcast. My name is Matt Waterworth. My name is Scott Westby. Uh, we are Full Swing Productions, and every week we bring you news, tips, and interviews in the film, video, and digital media industries of Alberta. We try our best. Yeah, it's not all the news, <laughs> but I mean, these episodes can get pretty long. We can't talk about everything, but we talk about the best. Yeah, I think this one's going to be a, a tight episode. Though. Yeah, it's a it's a nice. We've got a nice interview lined up. We don't have a ton of news. It's Christmas time. People are relaxing a little bit. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, let's make it a, uh, what's the word? A speedy episode. Uh, uh, let me waste a bunch of let's time trying to find a word. The word is for fast, <laughs> short, a tight episode. Uh, yes, yes. Um, let's get into it. Okay. Um, the movie league this weekend, if you're, if you're joining us just now, uh, for the fantasy movie league this weekend is star Wars. So it's just going to be a, a gong show. Um, yeah. 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 Cause what they do is if, if a movie is going to make a ton of money, like a star Wars, they mm-hmm. split up the days so you can put like you can bet on Friday's Star Wars versus Sunday's. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be crazy. How did you do uh, last week though? Not good, man. No, no you did good. I yeah. finally came back. Finally I finally had it, yeah. a decent lineup. Yeah. No, I, I, I put all my money on disaster artist and it did fine, but it didn't do very well. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a tough one, right? Because yeah. it, it could have, it could have been, yeah, it could have done the same like thing. The, the darling of the week, but yeah. it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I came in fourth. I'm Congrats, man. Who yeah. came in first? Uh, Kino Matson. Ooh, I don't know who that is, but congratulations. And who's second? Do you know who that is? Uh, Steve Chin. Steve Chin. Yeah. Uh, get out of here. <laughs> and uh, Inception Cineplex was there. Oh, yeah, Briar's got some competition this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's gonna be good. Alrighty, so uh, what else is going on in uh, the news? Uh, so there's some holiday closures that you should know about for uh, the film organizations around Alberta. And media will be closed. Uh, is already closed. They'll be open on January 2nd. Uh, FAVA will be closed on December 20th. They'll reopen January 3rd. And the CSAF will be closing on the 18th of December and they will reopen on January 2nd. Uh, if you are shooting over the holidays uh, in FAVA, at least you can rent gear at a discounted rate. Two week rental for the price of one uh, if you rent from Je- or December 19th to January 3rd. Uh, you can chat with them to uh, set something up. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's a um, way to make something over the holidays. Yes, lots of changes and and kind of um, breaks or, or or what what not happening, and we're no exception at the podcast here. Um, although we're you know we we are committed to to doing fifty two episodes every week, uh, not every week. Oh my god, <laughs> one every week of the year. Uh, but we will uh, not release on Christmas Day. We will uh, we'll bring the podcast to you just a day before on uh, uh, Christmas Eve. Lovely, that will be yeah. lovely. So uh, this is hot off the press. We're recording this on uh, Thursday of last week, if you're listening right, on Monday. Right, if it's Monday or, yeah. So the FCC in the States has just voted to repeal the net neutrality rules that were set in place by the Obama administration in 2016. Yeah, right? hopefully you're listening to this in the future and some great news happened yeah. and this is all not actually happening, but we're just kind of discovering this right now. And uh, it's really disappointing. It sucks, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, if you haven't been following... Uh, what that means basically um 
up here in in the great white north of Canada, uh, internet service providers, ISPs, are governed by the CRTC, which is an arm's length organization from the Canadian government. So they're not partisan. They're not they're not really uh, beholden to whether you know you're Republican or Democrat and stuff. And ISPs are treated like utilities in Canada, so they cannot. Um, basically favor what kind of content is being shown uh, over the internet tubes um, or uh, and that kind of stuff. So it keeps them neutral and it keeps, the, you know, they can't block apps from going through and that kind of stuff. So in the States, um, that's what the net neutrality rules were designed to do was start treating uh, AT&T and Comcast and the ISPs down in the States like utilities. Mm. Um, and that has since been removed uh, as of this vote. Today. Right, right. So of course, you know the legal battle continues, and 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 it's not necessarily a done deal. I feel like, but um, Comcast and AT and T, of course, are assuring their customers that it won't mean anything. It means that they can provide quote unquote a wider variety of services. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it could mean that you know uh, AT and T can can throttle users if they're not paying, or they can block apps from being served over their networks. And yeah, stuff. my understanding is the scary thing about it is it's really going to cause it it, it could very easily prevent new uh and upcoming businesses or apps or web services from ever seeing the light of day, right? right? Um you know, it's conceivable that uh, a Netflix competitor could attempt to crop up and be completely um almost invisible to the right, users exactly. of a certain um, ISP if they so choose to right. favor a Netflix or a different um, streaming service. Um, if you had like Rogers had Show Me here yeah, in Canada, right? Yeah. And and uh, I don't think they do anymore. Yeah, do I think it's gone, yeah. Yeah, but but if, imagine if you were a Rogers subscriber and they introduced Show Me and suddenly your Netflix isn't working. Is, or is slower or doesn't. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like that's, that's, yeah. that's insane to mm-hmm. me. Like it that, is, yeah. Something like that can exist, but... Um, so yeah, it, it would permit such companies to speed up some websites, slow down or block others. Um, yeah, and and it's funny. There was a study by the University of Maryland that found that eighty three percent of Americans do not approve of the FCC's proposal, and and seventy five percent of Republicans did not. And so the vote was three to two, um, and of course the it was Ajit uh, Pai, the chairman, and uh, and the two Republican. Have you seats. seen John Oliver? No. John Oliver's been slamming that guy. I bet. Uh, yeah, I he's bet got, it hasn't been gentle. Yeah, he's got that. He's got a giant Reese's peanut butter cup mug, like a huge mug. <laughs> and he, yeah, of course, uses photos of, with that to yeah. make him look silly. He seems like a silly guy, to be honest. Yeah, it's really too bad, um, especially with such a large outcry from the public um, yeah. to, to do something like that. It, yeah. it feels to me like it's going to become an election issue in 2018. And not just the public, but heavy hitters like Facebook and Google, Google and Netflix. And Netflix like yeah, big, yeah. big names don't want this to happen. So, Well, well I mean, obviously, I don't think Facebook wants to. You know, right. <laughs> like yeah. Suddenly, Comcast comes out with friend face. And mm-hmm. what is that? 30 Rock friend face? <laughs> is that a thing? Friend face? Yeah. Or is it community? It's one of those shows. Okay. Anyway. Um, yeah. Really unfortunate. It doesn't... It, it doesn't technically really mean anything for Canada. Yeah, but it, yeah, uh, but of course, you know what happens in America has an effect here. You can't. Yeah, really deny I mean, that. it's it's weird how sometimes it, we can be affected by by and in, in ways that we never would have thought of. But uh, even if even if like if if this had happened a few years ago and a Netflix type company couldn't have 
you know, been evolved into something, you know, that, that yeah. could yeah. appear here. We, you yeah. know, it just might stifle innovation. Um, yeah, and, and it'll certainly uh, embolden ISPs who feel like they deserve the, the same ability if uh, the U.S. is... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. for sure. So it's unfortunate, but uh, of course, this will be a developing story, I would imagine. And we'll uh, keep in the loop. If you don't know anything about this, this is the first you're hearing about this, um, just Google it because it's something that as a, as a content creator who will be putting out content over the internet, uh, it's probably something that you should know about. Yeah. Um, so just last night, you were on a panel with Cameron McGowan and Kevin Dory. I uh, was. Just Fantastic Humans and Barry Thorson. And Barry Thorson, yeah. the executive director of CSIF. And and you were all talking about uh, the new Talent to Watch program, which has replaced or has changed the name of the micro-budget program. That's right. So, um, we've learned more about it. We've talked a little bit about how there's, you know, more more films are going to be approved. But what, what are the new items that we know about? Right. So... Um, this was this this information was kind of in a letter to the CSIF. It's not it's not private, but the but it should be noted that Telefilm has not released the guidelines right. for next year's program. Right. So I'm sure this is subject to change. Um, but the big changes that they wanted the CSIF to know about are that uh, um, historically, uh, depending on the organization that you were applying through, um, all three members had to be alumni. Like of, uh, if it's the NSI or uh, at CSIF, they have to be uh, production members. Um, and Telefilm is saying, so the producers no longer have to fit that criteria, um, which is great um, because it, it might allow for a more seasoned producer to come on board to help. It, that, this is not to say that the producer can have produced a feature film before because they cannot, but it, it might mean like if you're not an NSI alum, you can still go through NSI right? Um, if your director and your writer are. right. So that's cool. It, it, it opens it up to a little more, um, I think, guidance from the producer stream yeah um, which is great um <clears throat> another great uh, piece of news is that um each organization can put forward two recommendations instead of one mm-hmm. um and i believe that's two if you have multiple streams like fava does you can put two forward in each of those right. categories that would be my guess yeah. yeah so that means that for calgary filmmakers the csf will be putting forward two recommendations instead of just one right which is fantastic news uh, and of course they'll be picking 50 so the amount being recommended to telefilm will double and the amount selected will double as well right, so right. i don't think your chances are really going up all that much right but uh but i guess they kind of are yeah i mean it's it's uh, it's an interesting yeah who knows i mean we'll we'll, we'll i guess we'll see once the guidelines come right, out for but, sure. uh, but i think it's a you know ultimately more films are going to get of course approved. yeah it's, it's and, wonderful and that's yeah. a good thing uh and i, I would guess i mean if, if csaf gets the same number of applications then your chance of being recommended have doubled so right, right. that's something to be noted um so it was a great event last yeah. night, and it and it sold out. So we decided, uh, hey, CSIF, can we record this as a podcast? And they said yes. So we'll be partnering with them and releasing the whole uh, podcast, the whole conversation last night, which was long. It was like two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah to you, long. maybe we'll break it up. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, as soon as the guidelines are out, we'll we'll yeah, put we'll that out that as out well. Too. Uh, because uh, that, that that was certainly of use. I learned new things. Totally. There's so many facets to this program that uh, it's uh, there's yeah you just can't know it all all the time and and so and it changes. So uh, yeah, give it a listen yeah, uh, while sure. you're working on your application. Yeah, there's some dubious math in that panel. I gotta say, <laughs> I, I was thinking about it later. And I was like, I said I said that I had a six percent contingency, but then I translated that to six thousand dollars, which didn't make any sense. Right, right. So yeah, I'm dumb. Just remember that I'm I'm not very smart. But the, there was one more big change, and that was oh to the rules um and that is that you can have made a feature before just not in the capacity uh, that you're applying this for this is massive yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. this was our, the first year first two years that they had the the micro budget program um 
you can you you could produce a feature through the micro budget and then kind of do like a musical chairs thing and then come in as the director yeah. for a micro budget and then they said no 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 not we no no more of that yeah um and so now they're reinstituting that so so theoretically you and I Matt could apply again right um in different and, roles in different yeah. roles yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting. So if you're a writer who's always wanted to be a director, but you feel like you've been excluded from this program because you had a successful micro budget uh, as a writer, you yeah. could still apply again as a director, director. or a producer. Yeah. Uh, so very interesting and uh, more news to come on that. Certainly. All right. Well, let's get right into it. We just finished this interview with uh, with two really fun, really awesome filmmakers. Uh, yeah, we, we literally just just wrapped it up and uh, it's with Braden Brickner and uh, David Hyatt and Braden. Uh, it's his birthday. Happy today. birthday. Well, yeah. <laughs> he didn't even tell us, uh, but he recorded with us on his birthday and his day off of shooting. Yeah, uh, they got a couple more days left and um, yeah, yeah we, it was a great conversation. We sat down with them in the film center where they're shooting in one of the bays. Yeah. Um, and so just to kind of set that stage, we're right next to the the set right now and sitting, you know, at these tables where they eat their lunch. And uh, <laughs> this was the conversation. Talking about some peach drink. Um, <laughs> a fellow peach juice lover. Right. I, I, I love see. the peach drink. Yeah. Uh, that is peach delicious. passion. Has it changed though? I feel like it used to be in a different bottle and when the bottle changed, I feel like it the drink changed too, but I agree. That's an incredible beverage. I don't know. It's it's just Tim Hortons brand peach drink. Yeah, yeah but it's amazing. It is amazing, but, but it's polarizing. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah, I find that there are people who love it or absolutely hate it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, I love it. Yeah. I love it too. Yeah. It's my favorite thing at Tim Hortons. We were just having this conversation a minute ago. Peach drink, yeah. Peach drink, yeah. I used yeah. to get it with the chili. I don't know if they still do this, but the chili that comes in the bread bowl. Do they still do that? Oh, I don't know. And then I ate the bowl. You guys remember that whole thing? Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh man, and then we would eat the bowl. I have a, I have a friend who if like if he's telling a story and he can tell he's not going to get much of a reaction out of it, it's going to be like a dud. He ends it with, <laughs> and then I ate the bull, <laughs> <laughs> and that just like makes it worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> the best part of a bread bowl, though, is the bread at the end when it's soaked in the chili. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Do they don't want... do that. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it was high school for me, and I, I don't huh. eat meat anymore, so right, I don't right. eat the chili. But I don't know. Yeah. There's a place. Uh, if you want an amazing bread bowl, you got to go to the uh, donut mill in Red Deer. Oh, in Red Deer. Really? <laughs> oh, really? In, in, Gasoline, in Alley. Gasoline Alley, mm-hmm. they they do a sourdough bread bowl. Huh. It'll change your life. <laughs> oh, I'm doing it. I can't wait. Yeah. What do they put in it? Like chili? Whatever you want. They have chili. Oh. They have stews. They have soups. Soup. Fuck soup. But stews. No, soups no. Stews. Welcome to the soup cast. No, I hate yeah. soup. <laughs> Uh, yeah. it's, it's fitting. We're kind of in your uh, lunch area, I assume, right? This yeah, this one? is our hangout space. All right. Our cool. lunch area, our actors holding area, our All right. flex space. <laughs> Which is what this whole bay kind of is for the film studio, right? Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about where we are. How did, how did this come to be? Well, uh, at the risk of paparazzi showing up and, <laughs> and beating down our doors, we're at the Calgary Film Center. Right. In uh, in in warehouse three, it's like uh, it's not like the studio three in the in the big building, but we're uh, I don't even know what they call this warehouse workshop space. Yeah, they're bays. Yeah, we're in bay three. Yeah. Yeah. And and I guess ideally, when the when the studio is full, this is a space for like tin stars using it for paint and yeah. art, but like wardrobes and props holding, maybe yeah. some production office space. Yeah, Game of, of Game of Thrones, I think shot 
in one of these in this bays. one in the bays. Oh, yeah really? in this very in bay. this very bay was game it this of, one it was this very one i don't want to like brag too far like we're you in the same just bay. keep going all the way yeah. brag yeah. Yeah. i think yeah. I, this very spot That's now right. i'm second guessing myself Ned stark <laughs> maybe maybe uh you can still oh, smell no. the dire wolf yeah i can just see it now all the film center people are going to hear this podcast and just <laughs> cringe because no. it was bay two those <laughs> idiots <laughs> No, no, it was Bay 3 for the record. We'll, we'll, we'll put yeah. the correction out if it needs to happen. Yeah, we'll redact it. Yeah. But what are you shooting here, and how did how did that come to you? Let's let's go all the way to the yep. beginning, at least of the Story High 100K, because we, we've never spoken to anybody who's received that. Um, you guys are the first, so tell us about that program. Yeah, I think it was that we were the first time they did the Story High 100K. It yes. was like, uh, it used to be the Optic something. Yeah, which was 75. Which was 75. Yeah, so they, they brought that over to Story Hive and rebranded it, but what mm-hmm. what is it exactly? It's uh, it's this cool new program that uh, Telus started just earlier this year, where um, it's similar to the other Story Hive um, submission sessions, I guess, where uh, you just come up with a pitch video and an idea and a budget and whatever, and you submit, and then um, a bunch of teams submit projects, and a couple got some money. There, there bucks. were some sp- special considerations. This was not a voting. Right yeah. thing. Oh, okay. This yeah. this was pure pure jury on this a one. A jury. Okay. And you had to be a business. You had to be a production company. You okay. couldn't be just like David Hyatt can't submit the cyborgs to Story Hive. It had to be, you know, David There's, Hyatt there, limited. There were some or, thresholds you had to cross. Or Beta Force Carbon is, is the yeah. name of our company, which is awesome. That's a badass. I name. see the business cards over there. That's yeah, do you want one? <laughs> I want yes, one, please. please. <laughs> yeah, we we, go, we bought a bunch of these. That's awesome. Uh, our production designer Anna Cooley went to Whistler a couple weeks ago and oh so we printed God, these, these up. Oh my these are so good. Yeah. Oh, these are Very so cool. good. Yeah. We so should, that's like, us. That's the Cyborgs. I love it. We are Beta Force Carbon. On the podcast. And, our, and our project is the Cyborgs. Nice work, Anna. These are cool. Yeah, so cool. Yeah. <clears throat> Blade Cop. I was just hanging out with Blade Cop last night. <laughs> Frankie Blades. <laughs> you hear that, Nick? Frankie Blades. <laughs> Next time, when he hears this, he's going to go, great. I'm keeping it alive, Nick. Is, is that the, like, is there... He a, hates it. He, <laughs> he hates that more than anything. Right. It's Frank Blade Cop. Mm. Uh, Frank Blade Cop is a character in the show. Okay. Don't want to give too much away about Frank Blade Cop. Right. But he's actually a character that Nick Haywood, our uh, business partner and one of the producers on the show, and actually he's playing Frank Blade Cop uh, in the show as well, in the Cyborgs. <laughs> The show is the cyborgs, <laughs> in case we haven't said that yet. Um, but a couple days ago, uh, I started just calling him Frankie Blades, and for nice. some reason, he has an allergic reaction to that. <laughs> is it because his character has his hands cut off and ends up with blades for hands? Oh, that's a good idea, though. Ooh. No, season, that's not se- it. Season two, maybe. Three seasons in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's a he's a cop who has a sword. Oh, sweet! And, uh, and a mustache, a sweet mustache. Yeah, and a mustache and. <laughs> But I, th- I think Nick Nick can go into more detail about it. But <laughs> it it was a childhood character yes. that he made as like a teenager mm. making movies, and and he and then resurrected I think Frank awesome. Blade Cop. That is super it. awesome. Yeah, and into apparently the fold of this. Huh. And and he'll have to correct me if I'm wrong about this later. But we're going on the record. Apparently, uh, when he was in high school or something, uh, he and his brother actually made like. A feature-length Frank Blade Cop what? movie. Whoa! 
that then got the, deleted. <laughs> got deleted oh. when a hard drive crashed. Oh, that yeah. sucks. And okay. so Cyborgs was the perfect opportunity for Nick to resurrect his childhood. Right, Blake up, back and ready for more. And this yeah. time it's personal. Oh, yeah. It's very... It's, it's always, always personal. personal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With Cyborgs, everything's personal. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, it's exciting. Frank Bladecop's a great new character. Yeah, yeah. To be added in. We actually, uh, Cyborgs was a short that we made for Story Hive a couple years ago. Yes. Mm-hmm. We we got the uh, 2015 digital short edition, 10,000 right. bucks. And you can watch it on YouTube right mm-hmm. now. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Just this zany little short about this super cool team of uh, psychic super soldiers who do battle against a evil terrorist organization called Toxin and and uh it's kind of like early 90s radical kids show type stuff like the kind of stuff that I grew up with and Brayden right. grew up with you're wearing a GI Joe shirt right yeah. now and, I am and I it am reminds me of GI Joe a little yeah, bit yeah I've the, aligned with Cobra for this podcast <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah yeah the bad guys kind of remind me of Cobra is that is that what they're inspired Cobra by? is is definitely part of that yeah, yeah, inspiration yeah. cool yeah. I think I think uh yeah the the bad guys toxin uh the leader is a guy named General Blight who's played by Daryl M Jordan uh and he's coming back for the series as well he was in the original short um but yeah they're definitely a mixture of like talk of Cobra and the Decepticons and Sweet, yeah and uh we kind of have uh, some crazy supernatural villains as well that are kind of inspired by Power Rangers and Sweet yeah. VR troopers and Beetleborgs, so it's it's oh, kind of an amalgamation of a ton <laughs> of things. But nice. Well, and and like look, even looking at the card here, you've got this like kind of '80s aesthetic, um, like it's from the '80s. Like, yeah, right. Like, like there's, I love the. It kind of looks like like Kung Fury a little bit. It's like it's but like, it's like, like yeah, that retro. Beautiful, yeah, it's like wonderful. you missed it when you were growing up. It's like yeah. oh, this is another just another. It fits right in there, and the, like the stickers, yeah. like being the one ninety nine like, sticker. Yeah, so cool. Yeah, Braden designed that. That's this cool. Braden. Nice, nice work, Braden. That's yeah. awesome. Um, it's, yeah, like I would say it's Commando or an 80s type action movie if the creators of Power Rangers did it. Yeah. Right? Oh, okay. Right. Like, cool. cool. Yeah. You had to put it on Saturday morning on the WB. Yeah. In 1994. Yeah, it's like right? the kids' version of Robocop. Right. Yeah. Did you ever see Robocop, like the cartoon? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So you yeah. take this really hard R, yeah. R-rated <laughs> Gory, violent, right? Yeah, yeah, crazy, awesomely, and then you, and then you make a version of it that kids can watch, right? And that's what cyborgs is. Cyborgs is the version of um, a hard R movie that kids can watch. You guys remember that? Yeah. The Zone on YTV? Of yeah. course. Yeah. Of course, yeah. What's that guy's name? The DJ with the PJ long hair. PJ Phil? PJ Phil. PJ Paul. PJ Paul, yeah. And then the Snit? TV. Snit. Snit. Yeah. Oh, the TV. He was the best part. <laughs> they were the best. And then Snit Station on the weekends? Anyway. Uh, the uh, the But yeah, it's got like these super cheesy lines. Like like uh, the, at least the short. You, yeah. you know, it, it, it goes off in, the, in the, like that hardcore cheesy direction, which is mm-hmm. I think fits so well. So you you're successful with the Story Hive digital short yeah thing you make it obviously tell us must have liked it i would think i guess so (laughs) yeah i mean i think long time listeners of this podcast would know that i was also on this podcast before promoting a thing that didn't win in that contest and then i jumped ship over to cyborg so Ah, Uh, um but yeah no they they really i think 
someone there took a liking to it. I don't know who it is or mm, who yeah. our angel is that tell us, but <laughs> someone really likes. Well, it must have done well, right? Yeah. Like the, I think they, the, yeah. you're not the only fil- filmmakers who have mm-hmm. kind of been targeted for. Let's see what we can do more with, the, mm-hmm. with this right. property. So yeah, yeah and uh, I mean, it's got it's got vision, and it's you know, it's it's something unique and and mm-hmm. fun and and cool for Telus to to even say, look, look at what yeah. this is doing, right? It's mm-hmm. just a great, great showpiece mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. So what was the 100K application like, though? What, like, what, what did that entail? You know, um, I, I kind of made it sound earlier like it was pretty much the same as the 10,000, but it was actually very, very different. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot more to it. Any, everything that you have to submit in the 10,000 version, you had to also submit here. Like they wanted uh, like, a, like your little poster thing for, your, for the website, and they wanted a banner. And actually that is uh, our poster that Braden made for that submission. Right, right. Um, it's a VHS case yeah. of the cyborgs cool. um so they wanted all that stuff they wanted a pitch video just a 60 second pitch video um but they also wanted um like incorporation documents they right. wanted you to prove you're a business um and, and you had to have either one story hive before right or had sufficient credits or they had to grade what you right. Yep. You're, you couldn't have been a an emerging. You had to have done some stuff, right? Right. right. Yeah. Gotcha. So there was there was a bit of a a gatekeeper. There was a bit of a yeah bar but you had to pass. They wanted like a, a submission document, like a pitch document as well that included um, just a budget summary, um, marketing strategy. Uh, I don't even remember everything now. There was yeah. There was the. There was a budget summary. There was a marketing audience strategy. Yeah. Um, obviously, all the resumes and stuff like that, uh, cover letters. Um, we didn't need a. We didn't need to send scripts, but we needed to send like an outline or a treatment. Yeah, at least we ended up sending all the scripts. Yeah. For more than the episodes we're actually shooting. Yeah. I think. Yeah, they changed a lot done. after we submitted. Hmm. But so, the scripts changed a lot. Yeah, yeah, which oh, is yeah. fine. Yeah, like a lot. Yeah, like the show we're actually shooting now is not what we originally. Oh, really? Submitted. There's there's parts of it there, but we. Uh, I think we were a little too ambitious at first. Um, but what we are shooting is still very ambitious. Very ambitious. Yeah. Uh, the, we we the kind of stuff that we tweaked were like stuff that required hundreds of thousands of dollars of CG and right, stuff. Right. Uh, and a big cast. And a big, big cast. I think we right. cut our cast by like half after. Right. Yeah. 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 That's, a, that's a money saver. Yeah. Sure, yeah. 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 So. Yeah, we kind of we kind of looked at the scripts after we got the funding and realized that we had a lot of redundancy mm-hmm. and that we could make two characters one character. Mm-hmm. Right. It yeah. was it was kind of like what they did with Napoleon Dynamite a bit, where the original short Peluca, there were two people mm-hmm. being there was a Pedro and another friend, right? And then when they made the actual movie, they just amalgamated. Amalgamated. Yeah. Pedro. I think that happens. Yeah. Often. So we yeah. we kind of did some of that and um, locations too. We we consolidated locations and. Well, I think and, early on we were pretty. We were set on trying to shoot in a studio yeah. just if not to help 
the production, but to get the aesthetic of shooting in a very fake studio right, right. and to turn things around like that and have fake walls and stuff. So I think it'll help the look or at least the, the very waxy, cheesy aesthetic mm-hmm. by shooting in here. And we, I think we wrote for that. Wrote yeah, the locations we, for that. We definitely yeah. Yeah, landed there. Yeah. I think that's the difference between having kind of this dream project and then and then having a budget. Like mm-hmm. As soon as that money is real, mm-hmm. then you know the scissors come out and it's time to kind of trim oh, as yeah. much as you can out yeah. of it. Or was there a plan to try to find some additional funding? Uh, we did find some additional funding, yeah. Um, and is that, can we go into that? Is that the media fund? Is it? Yeah, yeah, Alberta Media Fund. Nice, yeah, we, uh, we, we were super fortunate to, to get in there just... Yeah, that was great. Oh, right. That would have been before before like chain. days before they shut it yeah. down, right? Yeah. But it was that night. Was it? Oh. It was it was that <laughs> night. We that were night. Yeah. yeah, but the Alberta Media Fund people are incredible. They are. They are. And yeah. uh, um they I got an email. We were literally waiting for one document to come in, our our production insurance quote, which you is required to submit to Alberta Media Fund. And we were literally just uh we got it that morning. Literally that morning or the day before, it was really quick. And um, I was gonna go home from work. I work at a law firm <laughs> during the day as, as my day job uh, when I'm not doing this. And I was gonna go home from work and upload it and send the application away. And then 15 minutes before I was done at work, I got an email that everybody got saying, uh, production grant is dead. Ugh. We're not accepting any more applications. If you were an application in progress, it's no longer. Yeah, I remember uh, that email. Yeah, yeah. no longer uh, a thing. And uh, you know, sorry, but apply in a month and a half with with the new thing that's coming out, which is also an awesome program. Yeah. Totally. But uh, we, I went home and and we had kind of a tense couple hours. But there was a Skype call. Yeah. There was a Skype call, and, <laughs> but we uh, we decided to submit anyway. Even though, um, even though the email said that it wasn't uh, going to happen, yeah. Yeah. we decided to submit anyway. And well, you're so close too, right? Like you had everything except. Yeah, we were super close. And, and with Telus, you've got your broadcast license. Right? Yeah, we had all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, um, but yeah, we sent them an email, and Braden gave them a call the next day, and uh, they were super cool about it. Nice. And they let us through. That's mm-hmm. great. So, yeah. I think it was because we had started the process and were uploading documents yeah. quite early on, and it was just that mm. it was right. they we had were, known that we were yeah. doing it. Yeah. And, and we'd been in contact with them because it was our first time applying for right. the Alberta Media Fund and just trying, just asking questions about what exactly you know they needed for an insurance quote or. Uh, I don't even remember what we were asking, but we've been in contact. There's a lot to them. navigate, like what ca- what constitutes an Alberta spend was yeah. a lot of yeah. my questions too. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But we, we got it. That's so. great. Right now. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, the, and we can cut this out, uh, but what about the the drawdowns from TELUS? Because you're in production right now or where you're shooting. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you don't have all your money and you don't have your Alberta media fund money either. I don't think either. that was a secret. The drawdowns aren't a, drawdowns aren't no? a super okay. secret, I don't think. The drawdowns from TELUS this time for the 100K are way more awesome oh, good. than they were for the 10K. Right. Like when we did the 10, 10K, um, they split it into two drawdowns. There was the 5000 up front and then there was 5000 after you deliver. 
Um, and just, it was such a whirlwind schedule and we had such a huge post-production, tons of visual effects we had to do. So we had to shoot really fast on the first one. Right. We actually had to shoot really fast on this one too. Um, but not as quite as fast. Um, but yeah, on the original 10 K we were on our last day of shooting and the first check showed up wow. in the mail. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> this time around, um, just signing the agreement yeah. uh, initiates the first half. Wow, awesome. that's great. And then once your scripts were approved, that initiated the next 30%. Awesome. So by the time we showed up to shoot anything, we already had 80,000 bucks from Telus. Fantastic, that's great. Um, and then just through the interim financing, you know, we were able to just, we're, we're okay. Nice. Everything got financed and we're totally fine. And That's great, awesome. Yeah. So uh, what is it? Because <laughs> uh, cyborgs, because I remember reading the application and being like, yeah. it can't be a feature, but yeah. it can be a one-off. But the this, way they worded it, yeah. it seemed, yeah. We were, we, we were, we were sitting here last night talking about, we talking about what it's going to be, mm -hmm. like what, what these web series or pilots, I think some were pitched as pilots okay. for 40 minute dramas. Okay. I don't know if any of those got approved, but, right. um, yeah, we were talking last night, like, what it will be. We've never made a web series. Um, we don't know how to... We we have ideas of how to market and sell it, but really, we see the most successful web series sell and become television shows. Right. Yeah. So we're not sure if... Or we're, we're contemplating which or how many routes to go, whether it's cut it as both, cut it as a series and as a feature or to be programmable as a feature right. as well as it's going to be on optic as a web series regardless okay. so we have to so right now it's work a web with series. tell us it's yeah. a web it's yeah, right. a web series but it could be well one hit die kind of did that model yeah. too right yeah, and yeah that's that's i think we early on i think before we even submitted we we talked to spencer talk to spencer over yeah. some, <laughs> some cokes and stuff yeah if it was spencer it was beers <laughs> it was definitely, it might have been Cokes for Dave. Right. Yeah, it was, it was a, it was a Coca Cola for this guy right here. But yeah, Classic. me and uh, Nick Haywood and I met Spencer uh, last Christmas, actually. We were thinking about um, going down the uh, telefilm feature first. Route. Yes. Yes. Um, but we kind of jumped on that a little too late to have anything meaningful in time, mm -hmm. something that would uh, stand out and, and impress them. Um, but yeah, we met with Spencer to just get his advice, and he's a pretty cool dude. Super cool. And, and he's just uh, really helpful, and, and we just talked to him about what he might, if he were in our shoes, how would he do it? And, right. Uh, well, and he kind of did it. With, yeah. And with he kind of did it with One Hit Die and Sharkosaurus yeah. and stuff. So. Yeah. yeah. He's also in the cyborgs. Oh, well. oh yeah, that's right. I saw that on Sunday. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's great. Oh, he's one yeah. of the villains. So. Yeah, he's a villain on our show. It's yeah. pretty crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So what is, uh, I guess, how, how are you pulling this off? Like, what does the size of your crew look like? How many days are you shooting? Like, how are you, how are you making this work? It's a bit of a whirlwind. We have a tw 20, 20 we, we have 16, crew. We have 16, 16 people on crew um, who are here every day. And then um, the same cast, right? And oh, wow. I think we have a total, I think between the various characters, uh, we have about 13 or 14 people who speak at various points. And we've had, oh... We've had a lot of different 
a lot of mercs, a lot of extras, a lot of faceless people. The faceless, like the red, red shirts. shirts. Yeah. yeah, a lot of red shirts. Yeah, a lot of red shirts getting killed in the cyborgs. Boy, let me tell you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's a it's a pretty big production for us. Yeah, it's, it's huge. It's huge. I, I, I haven't been on set for this long a time, and I've only, I haven't even been on set for the whole shoot yeah. in a while. How many days? Seventeen total days. Oh wow, that's great. Uh, we just finished up day thirteen. Day thirteen yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we have four more days next, which we're going to start Saturday. Um. And yeah, it's uh, been yeah. Uh, a long production for us. It's interesting. We have we can like the the whole asking about how long our shoot days says instead of our budget when we're like one of the few we it's advertised what our budget right, is. Right, right. <laughs> so everyone yeah. everyone on set knows what our budget is. Yeah. Everyone, it makes it yeah. easy, though. I mean, yeah. for us, for the micro-budget program, it made it a lot easier to say no mm-hmm. to yeah. stuff because it's like, I'm sorry, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's laid it all out on the table. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. I, I love the program. Yeah. The, the Story Hive program. Yeah, and, yeah. And Story Hive is really easy to deal with yeah. as right. well. And they're like super responsive and... Um, yeah, considering how much the yeah, National Strain right. Institute yeah. and their mentorship program right, is right. awesome, and it's just it's cool to have, uh, like the program just comes pre-built with people you can just yeah. call and talk to and work yeah. things out with. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know there's a lot of people that are skeptical of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I think maybe because they've they've just got a bias against ISPs in general, but um, you can't argue with the results of this yeah. of, mm-hmm. of story having in general, right? Like yeah. how much content is. Yeah. How much awesome content is getting made, mm-hmm. and like with the, yeah, with 100k, that blew my mind. Like, mm-hmm. and they funded yeah. like 25. Yeah, exactly. Projects. There's so many. Yeah, like way more than I thought there'd be. Yeah. Honestly, like who I we had no idea. They didn't advertise how many yeah. how many projects yeah. they were gonna pick, and and it kind of kind of felt like they would just fund good ones right. or ones that they felt were good. Um, like not the cyborgs. <laughs> well, I, I'm a little biased for the cyborgs. Right. I don't want to be too too big for my britches here, but I think cyborgs is pretty darn cool. Right. Um, and I was, you know, and and we were thrilled to get the funding. And uh, but yeah, there 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 was just no there was no yeah they, they didn't say 15 right they didn't give like a sense the of other how many. editions yeah right. and they didn't and they didn't tell you how many people submitted okay, like normally right. for Story Hive. You know exactly how many projects submitted because right. they put it up online and you got to vote. And so, yeah. see all your competition. Yeah. Yeah. Typically, on a Story Hive project, it seems like there's 220 projects and mm-hmm. 75 are Alberta and the rest yeah. are BC. And yeah. Um, you know exactly who you're up against. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with the 100K, had no idea who else submitted. Uh, there were only a couple other groups that I knew submitted just because I know them. Um, but had no idea. Mm-hmm. How who you were up against, how many projects submitted, um, and how many projects they were going to fund. Yeah. And then when they made the announcement at the end of August, there was like twenty five projects. Yeah, it blew Amazing. my mind. It yeah. was yeah. it was yeah. incredible. I thought it'd be and I thought it was gonna be too. five and five. Yeah, right. five and yeah. five. five, five yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. For a million like that. dollar yeah. spend or whatever. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. And that would have been awesome. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. twenty five yeah. was just crazy. Yeah. 
Hey everybody, it's Matt here, just breaking in for a moment. Uh, wanted to mention uh, one of our wonderful sponsors, the Calgary Film Center, which of course is a world-class screen-based production facility, suitably equipped and serviced so you can execute your next project with ease. They've got 50,000 square feet of purpose-built sound stages and 25 square feet of multi-purpose warehouse and workshop spaces, which is exactly where we were recording this podcast in one of those multi-purpose uh, spaces. Um, not to mention that right next door and in that building is uh, William F. White, Canada's oldest and largest provider of professional motion picture and television, uh, digital media, and theatrical equipment. Uh, and at the Calgary Film Center, the aim is to deliver production support for local, national, and international screen industry projects and a purpose-built venue designed to service individual client needs. As well, the Film Center delivers programs to engage and support innovation and excellence in the film and television industry. And uh, yeah, just I think it's so appropriate that uh, we're having this conversation uh, that you're hearing uh, right now uh, in one of their spaces. It's, uh, it's great, and it's great to have the support of the Calgary Film Center. And it's just so wonderful that they are helping a project like Cyborgs and, and many other smaller indie local productions and Alberta productions. Um, so on behalf of our little community, thank you to them for that. Hey, if you want to check out more, you should go to the calgaryfilmcenter.com.ca. Just calgaryfilmcenter.com. Oh, hey, Scott, hey. what are you doing here? <laughs> calgaryfilmcenter.com and check out their events section uh, to find out what's going on there next and attend one of their great events. Here is the rest of our conversation with the Cyborgs guys. Incredible. I think it's also indicative of how the Canadian industry or Canadian funders are are pushing, like with this new telefilm, yeah. these new telefilm announcements and stuff like that, how it's becoming a step-by-step development yeah. for artists mm-hmm. yeah. rather than just funding projects, you're funding careers. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, they're realizing, they're realizing that they can, they can get yeah. 10 careers started yeah. or kind of move one career forward a little bit. Yeah. Right. So yeah, that micro budget model is pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I, yeah. And I, this 100 K thing is, very similar, I, it feels mm-hmm. in ways to the micro budget. I, I a little, yeah. yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it's smaller, but not uh, not that much smaller. No, no, yeah. no for sure. But uh, that, you, the it, whole it, idea of like ten thousand dollars, potentially fifty, and then you can push yourself to that. You're in the system, like we were in the system. Yeah, right. With Telus, Spencer was as well. There's and no Tito. and there's no cap, right? Like you could could no. you turn this hundred k into a million dollar budget if you if we find want, the rest think, we, yeah, from yeah. what I've heard, there are some projects that are much bigger than mm. not much. Well, they could yeah, be double. I think, yeah, I think right. with the telephone model, yeah. like it's max two hundred fifty, right? Yeah, the the feature first caps mm-hmm. you at two hundred fifty. Yeah. Uh, I don't think StoryHive has any cap like that. Yeah, that's cool. They're only going to give you a hundred thousand bucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you know, but if you, they also require like first window and put it on their correct demands, which yeah, which is great. Yeah, but it could it could. It could make it a challenge to try to find other sources of money if if that first window's already yes yeah. Yeah. and I think that's something they're they're still working out and I think I think we have to have the conversation with with the story hive people about what how we're gonna market this thing yeah, and how yeah, we're gonna yeah. but you own it yeah. right like, it, like yeah. It's, oh yeah we own it yeah that's yeah that's what's really amazing about the story hive program is that all that they're really buying is like a 10-year broadcast license. Right. But they don't own any of the intellectual property or anything. So we can do whatever we wanted with the cyborgs. That's so cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the only limitation is if we do decide 
uh, we want to do another season, um, which I think we probably would if we can make it work. Uh, we just have to give them first refusal, I think, oh, okay. on funding it. Right. But um, that's pretty that's common. For, but that's pretty yeah. common. Yeah. Sequelization, yeah. And uh, for civilization, sequelization. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, we own it. We can sell it to whoever we want and yeah. repackage it however we want. And, and, and the money is non-recoupable. Is that true? Or yeah, we don't know them a cent. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Here's a hundred thousand dollars. Go have fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and we'll show yeah. it on TV. Like, how awesome is that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Very and cool. it and it's the amount of the people that have reached out to help us as well, or like give advice while Spencer's yeah an early one. But um, Greg Jeffs was a huge help mm. for mm-hmm. us, like renting all our white gear yeah, and yeah. giving giving me advice. Like I went, I went over to the the Etobicoke White's office because I just got back to Toronto when we found out and uh, met with Greg for a while and gave us a ton of advice because he did Sharkosaurus and yeah. B-Movie Odyssey. So he knows the telesystem and he's a big advocate of of uh, StoryHive as well. So yeah, mm-hmm. we've had a lot of help. So who's doing and what on Cyborgs? Dave's directing. He created the thing and he wrote a large part of it. Okay. If not... First drafts of most. I, I wrote first drafts of like three of the episodes. I think. Yeah. I wrote. I'm one of the producers, and I wrote most of the scripts that didn't make the final <laughs> cut. <laughs> um, and then I and I did subsequent drafts on things. Yeah, on rewrote, various scripts. Yeah, um, Braden's being modest. He rewrote all of it and made it something we could actually. And and Shoot. Nick Nick also wrote quite a bit of it too. And Nick oh, did cool. too, yeah. And and he's also one of the leads and a right. producer. And we couldn't so. get him on today because he's so in character. He's so method. Yeah, yeah. He's out doing right. vigilante justice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He is Blade Cop. <laughs> yeah. In the Sinalta area. We call him. Yeah. 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 his neighborhood right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's taking out criminals. Yeah. The uh, the son of the LRT station. Yeah, Yeah. the stabbings are him. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. doling out justice. Yeah. Um. So we've sorry. Keep going. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna um, just list a bit of our crew. Some go for it. Yeah. Do it. Um. Yeah. Mike Janky is our director of photography, who's a stand-up guy, and he's been in the industry for. Well, he's a SAIT graduate in our year. We have a lot of SAIT grads in from our year in this production. That's the best. Yeah. Um, Which is. Pretty rad. Uh, Anna Cooley mm-hmm. is our production designer. Doing a phenomenal job. Yeah, yeah. she's well, great. She built, she executed all of this set decoration and all, right. the, all the, the sets. The sets here are so fun. Yeah, yeah, they're so cool. We're just sitting next to this stretcher. Yeah, where did that come from? How do you guys do this stuff? I think that's uh, I think that's rented from Bobby V. Uh, oh, Bobby yeah. V, of course. Yeah. But, yeah, no spoilers on that stretcher, though. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, it's this... Uh, I don't know. Uh, we just kind of told Anna what we wanted, and she broke down the scripts, and she as as she does, yeah, as she does, as you know, production designers do, and she went and just made it happen. Made yeah. it happen, and yeah, it's it's magic that stuff. And uh, there are some pretty crazy things that I'm sure you guys saw over there that yeah. we won't yeah. we won't get spoilers. into necessarily, but yeah. um, but I didn't. We didn't think we'd get those built. We would composite them and oh, okay. I oh, think cool. at one point we pushed for them to be practical things tactile things on the set that 
I don't think we could live without at this point. Hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Just with. Anyway, yeah. well, you'll see it when, when yeah. it comes out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Anna yeah. Cooley got it done. Mike Casper's been helping her out. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. In our department, building things. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know Granville's last name, but. Granville's great. He does the haze. Yeah, Granville's uh, great. We have a uh, uh, man. I can't believe I don't know Granville's last name. <laughs> but there's this guy helping out in art. His name's Granville, and he made all of our uh, armor for the Mercs, oh, cool. like the toxin oh, grunts. Sweet. And that looks pretty awesome. And then he's been helping out in art department around here, doing a bang up job. Nice. And uh, yeah. Who's editing? I am. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, I'm gonna edit it. Do the picture. I'm only doing the picture edit. We um. Uh, one nice thing about having a couple of dollars to spend is we're actually hiring a visual effects guy. Yeah, nice. I was going to say, that's the yeah. next big question. Um, is... Who's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, his name's Manpreet Singh. And he, uh, he and his family just moved to Canada. Um, but he's phenomenal. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's great. And uh, It's so reliant on that, right? The story. Like, yeah. Yeah. And not, not that it needs to be like because of the genre you're working with, it doesn't have to be perfect. In fact, it should maybe look a little cheesy. Yeah. But it, I mean, from the short, you, you guys did some incredible stuff, like Brendan Hunter dematerialized. Yeah. <laughs> Swallowing a laser beam. Yeah yeah. 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 Brendan Hunter swallowed a laser beam in the first one. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is definitely an upgrade from that, though. The visual effects. Yeah. Um, from the from the original one we it you know we do want to lean into that cheesy early 90s late 80s kids show aesthetic yeah mm-hmm. um but we are delivering in 4k right and and uh while we want to kind of pay homage to to low budget filmmaking yeah from back in the day we still want it to be awesome right, right. <laughs> well the, uh, the awesome's pretty broad we want it to look like a new show Right, yeah. I think. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what yeah. blew me away about Stranger Things, right? Was they mm-hmm. they'd hit all those '80s like Stephen King movies, Carpenter, yeah. the, like yeah. all of that stuff was perfect. The acting, the music, but the one thing that was different was the special effects, which were like top notch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is interesting. Top notch, a lot of practical though. Like, yeah, 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 a lot of that, one, that, yeah, yeah. The the Demogorgon was a practical yeah, yeah. suit, which I don't think a lot of people I know yeah. realized at first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah interesting, but. Uh, that being said, that we're we're releasing it in, or delivering it in 4K, we're also um, we're also releasing it on VHS. So, <laughs> that's uh, awesome. so we're it's amazing. Two yeah. ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Um, Very cool. Yeah. So while we won't have the VHS, the effect that stuff like Kunk Fury puts on there. Right, like the on, tracking put, puts and, over top. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can buy the VHS, and then you can have. All of that as much as you want, and you right, can make yeah. it worse if you want. You, you can, can do drag it, yourself. it through the mud. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah how, think, how do you put it on VHS in this day and age? How does um, it? We well, we going to do it. Someone else is doing it. We have a there's there's a guy down in the states, uh, Magnetic Magic Rentals, who who's going to release the cyborgs on VHS. Um, but uh, we we actually made a hostage video and played it on set on VHS oh, like sweet. live. Um, yeah, for it, and we made that the night before. It's I don't know the process, but it's it was kind of complicated. <laughs> it's kind of over. It's funny uh, going back to more basic technology yeah. is really hard. I bet I've uh, I could probably do it. I think I've still got yeah. a camera, like a like a mini DV camera that you can plug into your computer. Well, yeah, you'd have to record it and then play it and records, and then I'd have to go to like a yeah. 
Yeah, like yeah. a VHS machine. And we uh, we actually yeah. ordered off eBay a VHS camcorder that records to full size VHS tapes. Okay, nice. Um, and it took. Where'd you get the tapes? Uh, eBay. Nice. Yeah, oh my some, god, unreal. What I found I found unopen, this, unopened tapes. Yeah, yeah. I found this yeah. guy on eBay, uh, who who uh, was selling like a box of twenty unopened recordable VHS tapes. Nice. And and I made him an offer, and he took it. And I think I spent sixty bucks, and we had those tapes within three or four days, and uh, and he was just out of BC, and that was awesome. We ordered the camera on the same day, and it took over a month to get here. <laughs> and the ad implied that it worked, <laughs> but it didn't. We were gonna shoot a lot of behind the scenes but, on VHS. Oh, and, and, but to be fair, uh, yeah. but to be fair to the, I mean, if fairness. It said in the ad that the battery works and stuff, the camera powers on, but I don't have a tape, so I'm selling it as is. I can't test it out. And then we got it, and yeah, the light turns on when you when you push the power button, but it definitely does not the power sensors, on. The sensor's dislodged or something. Everything is wrong with it, and it, the it doesn't record anything. So uh, We have a great prop. Right, we have for a great, sure. We yeah. have a really so does great, the tape deck opens and stuff, and you can. Put, I think so. Uh, oh. It does not. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> wow. It opened. <laughs> it it opened one time for me to put a tape in it. Uh -huh. and, and now it's eaten that tape. But now it will. It just won't open again. <sighs> like I can't get it to open again. I don't know. I played with it for. I came in here. It's over there. <laughs> smells like pee. <laughs> we could we could go take a look at the pee camera if you want. Oh, but um, yeah. It just I don't know the thing. It was kind of a bust. But we still wanted a VHS tape of that hostage video to play practically on set just because uh, we have this beautiful set that Anna and Mike built. Yeah. And uh, we're shooting in 4K. Uh, and, and Mike's doing some, like, fantastic cinematography. And we have a top-notch lighting and grip crew that's executing these beautiful images and we're pointing the camera at a crappy old TV <laughs> right. playing a VHS tape. Right. And so like the the kind of contrast of, of that, like the modern awesome digital filmmaking mm -hmm. uh, with you know recording some old horrible video <laughs> signal was pretty funny to me. So it was really important for me that we got that hostage tape on a VHS. So what we ended up doing was uh, we shot it, we just shot the scene, the hostage scene like we would like the hostage tape scene, we shot it like we would any other scene, you know, in 4K on the nice camera. Uh, and then I took it home and I put it in Premiere as like a 4x3 DV sequence with that horrible like 0.91, like where the pixels are skinnier than they are oh, long. Oh, gross. <laughs> yes. Love it, yeah. I put it into that and then I burnt it to a DVD and I put that <laughs> DVD in my PlayStation 2 that I have kicking around. <laughs> <laughs> because it has composite out uh, yeah, yeah, composite yeah. AV, and I plugged that into a VCR, and I just hit play and recorded it. Oh, nice! And nice. and then uh, when we when we got it back here and we played it, it was flawless. Nice. It was perfect, and now That's we awesome. have this beautiful 4K image of a disgusting <laughs> VHS tape. Yeah, nice. And it works perfect. That's great. And it was and it was awesome. So. Um, we, we've never chatted with anyone who's who's worked in the film center before. I don't oh, think. Oh, really? We, I don't think so. At least not about that. Um, no. So how was that? How did that happen? 
like what was the process like working with them? We, How has it been since yeah, you've been in here? Like, tell us about that. They've been pretty helpful. They've, uh, well, I think the conversation started before we had finished submitting. I think we, we need, we knew we wanted to shoot on a set or in a, in a studio. Um, whether that was the, I can't remember the name of the other, the new, the other new studio in town. Oh, um, JR? JR. Yeah. Studios, whether, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so Nick and Dave, cause I wasn't in the city, um, went around and checked out places if we could just rent a warehouse or, or right. whatever. Um, and then it was after we won, um, Greg Jeffs was really, really said you should, it's a career opportunity. It's a good thing for your project. It's, they're great. They know what they're doing. That's, it's a service built or purpose built place for film shoots. Um, and yeah, that, that, that was our, I think at that point we had decided and Mm -hmm. we got it arranged with Aaron. Right. And they've been great. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, very amicable and, and they gave us a deal and it was awesome and having whites next door <laughs> is awesome. whites next door is awesome yeah. yeah it's it's awesome like our uh uh the day when we had to get all of our grip and lighting stuff uh, we just walked to, literally to the next door and signed mm-hmm. the paper and our gaffer kyle robb took the key and we have a viral van that they rented us and we just Nice. Fire van sits outside. Drove yeah. 15 feet <laughs> yeah. to to our garage door and yeah, and parked it. And uh, having them next door is awesome because like there's been a couple of times where it's like let's get some circle track today. Yeah. Or let's let's just add something. Right. And and I just email whites and they say okay, see you in an hour. And mm-hmm. then somebody goes next door and just gets it. Nice. Yeah. It's it's awesome. That's also great. also being in a in the studio with the cement floors we don't have to have dolly track all the time oh, so, right. yeah. so we're Nomadic. only yeah we're Ooh. we're all we're only getting the track for curved and yeah, very for right specific. to keep the move yeah, yeah specific yeah. right yeah if we need if we need mm-hmm. a real consistent like if it's an action thing right we'll get curved track or straight track right um but also aids yeah. in the not being on track and just being on the wheels you can you can get that Power Rangers kind of not totally perfect mm-hmm. um, moves, right. which yeah. looks so amazing. Which adds yeah. to the aesthetic for sure. Yeah. And it also saves us time resetting the camera because we can mm-hmm. just leave it on the dolly right. all the time. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and just roll around and change, pop it up wherever you want. Yeah. yeah change the height yeah. of it sometimes. And Is it a PB dolly that you're. No. No. It's a doorway dolly. Doorway dolly. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. That'll do. Maybe next time we'll get the we'll spring for the Chapman <laughs> Super Pee Wee Four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe next get time. the big time. Yeah. The, the challenge yeah. that I always uh, worry about shooting in, I mean, a warehouse space or any studio space is is like you've you've got these flats right there uh, mm-hmm. where you've created the set, but how? Like like I I know unless you're a carpenter, you you know you how do you how do you is that going to be crazy expensive? How did how did that come to be? Uh, I don't think it. I have no idea what it cost, but Anna budgeted it. Anna budgeted it. We 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 gave her a budget, and then she figured it out. Cool. Um, but uh, these walls have served all the sets in here, like the same color wall, lit differently, 
and moved around differently. Nice, cool. Have I think I've served four different locations, yeah. just these however many panels. Yeah, it's right. been um, the, right now. It's it's the bad guys' lair, toxin. Right. Yeah, it's been cyborgs' headquarters. It's been. Do you repaint them or what do you? No, it's just, it's been like just on the other side. It's just gray. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just kind of um, gray. Like, yeah. but but uh, it gets decorated differently. Yeah. Sometimes if it's toxin. Like if it's if it's toxin yeah. headquarters like it is now, we'll fill the room with haze. Right. I think it's lit very theatric. Like it's lit like a stage, so so stuff falls off at the walls. Yeah. And gotcha. stuff yeah. that's on the walls is highlighted, but yeah. the gray just kind of falls off into nothingness, and it feels yeah. much bigger. Right. And you're in using course, the, in the bay frame. walls as yeah. well, right? As yeah. Part yeah. Of the, we're we're playing off those, yeah. especially yeah. for toxin, <laughs> and we have this gorgeous uh, ceiling that we look at sometimes <laughs> with all these pipes <laughs> and. Nice. Yeah. and I mean, it's perfect for your show, right? Like it's yeah, it's, it's it, just this industrial yeah. space. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes we see this wall right here with its kind of corrugated aluminum, mm -hmm. and right. that helps and and looks nice. And we'll throw like a a green light on yeah. it just to make well, it look. Yeah, and I re I really hope that other smaller productions, whether it's the hundred K story hives or or the smaller telefilms or et cetera, try and come out here. And have the conversation because yeah, yeah. I think before we talked about it, we didn't think we would be shooting in here. Right. right. Just because it's kind of yeah, imposing. Just a, yeah, it's it feels big... so inaccessible until you yeah. actually look. Yeah. Or until yeah. you actually ask a question. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. Yeah. Because it feels like, oh, it's like for the professionals, not for yeah. me. Mm -hmm. Right. It's that imposter. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. yeah. And I know a filmmaker who who shot in the studio and, and uh, is a carpenter. So was able to build their own set, mm -hmm. and then they they you know it's a massive studio. So if you're just shooting in a little room set, but they use that to their advantage. They had they bought like street lights, and in the distance through the window, oh, cool. they had haze and just like just dots of street lights in the background. Mm -hmm. and, and you've got tons of you know black background, but you yeah. can use it to your advantage. It's very clever. Yeah. So what else is going on? What else should we let the the people know about? Well, I think I think we're going to be releasing a trailer. Oh, cool. At some point soon. Awesome. I don't know. I don't want to give a date yet, but right. it'll be in the new year. Yeah, early we'll new year. look for that. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, we're not exactly sure when it'll come out yet, just with conversations with Telus. Um, right. It has to come out sometime. But yeah. <laughs> well, and, and, and effects are. I, yeah. I mean, you guys probably have more experience than mm -hmm. than we do, but but yeah. effects are. You know, yeah. they take however long they take. It's hard yeah. to know. Yeah, we have we have to deliver to tell us by a certain. We have to deliver midsummer, I think. Yeah. So it will be done. It's just when yeah. right. when it'll come out to the public. So where do people yeah. follow online to hear about those dates? Uh, you can like follow us. us, like us on Facebook, yeah. the Cyborgs. Uh, we also have a website that will be serving more things. And just when in case anybody's time. not yeah. aware, it's PSY Borgs. Not yeah, not the, <laughs> not the <laughs> JCVD. They're not cybernetic. Yeah, not Van Damme yeah, here. Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're not cybernetic. They're cybernetics. Like, uh, oh, yeah. PSY <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's the cyborgs, P-S-Y-B-O-R-G-S. Um, on Facebook, on Instagram, we're Beta Force Carbon. Yep. Um, that's where most of our updates are coming. Um, and... Uh, we're also on Twitter yeah. as well. Yeah, we tweet. We we do the twits. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of photos yeah. from set uh, available right now if you want to. Yeah, see. we're we're kind of like it's it's those things where you uh, you don't you're so happy to share, but you don't want to like 
drown people right. in. Yeah. It's yeah. like, and I think we just end up going t- to the former and and just sharing all we can because we're so happy well, about I mean, that's, it. But, that's the thing about, yeah. that's what's great about social media, right? It's not like mm-hmm. you're calling your friend every day and saying, mm-hmm. it's yeah. kind of like there if they want it. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. a good way yeah. to look at it. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, cool. Wonderful. Yeah. So look for the cyborgs at some point. 2018. <laughs> I'm so excited. I cannot <laughs> yeah, wait for this thing. Cool. Yeah. 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 If, you like, if you like rad shows from the 80s and 90s, you're going to like the cyborgs. And from Alberta. And from Alberta, Yay. darn it. Yeah. <laughs> By golly, it's... Couldn't have done it without Alberta Cruise. We couldn't. Cast and Cruise, right. yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yay. Okay, that was awesome. Um, yeah, they're, they're super fun. And then we went, we did do a more detailed tour right after yeah, we Yeah, yeah, we, we got to we got see their spoilers. set. Yeah, yeah, see what's going on in the, in the, in the yeah, we shouldn't talk about spoilers. But, uh, but yeah, it's going to be a cool show. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and uh, they are also uh, so open about, you know, their budget and, 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 you know, drawdown schedule. And that's so helpful, I think, to other filmmakers. So thank you to uh, David and, and Braden for being so um, informative and yeah. uh, I, I hope uh, I hope you all took a, a lot of uh, good info out of that conversation totally all right well let's get into the news you can use which is brought to all of us by Bleeding Art Industries um, Bleeding Art Industries creates cool this holiday season with funky gift ideas for your special effects film fans uh, the Bleeding Art blood combo packs temporary tattoos uh, as will be seen in Cyborgs coming up uh-huh. uh, gore makeup pack with blood jam bruise powder and grime or just have fun decorating with their sparkle snow decor kit uh there's still time to shop online at shopbleedingart.com this is like if you want to go hardcore for christmas oh yeah yeah like these 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 are the people to talk <laughs> you could to do it up yeah big they, sure. they would do it for sure um bleeding art industries wishes everyone listening a very scary holiday season with greetings from krampus all you naughty kids out there better get ready for a visit from santa's devilish counterpart and visit bleeding art industry social media to see their delightfully hellish Krampus gif. Ah, I want to see that. I want to see that too. I'm, I'm going to go there. All right. Uh, so uh, moving right along, we, uh, we've mentioned this a few times as well. I just want to remind you of the WIFT V uh, from our dark side program where uh, three, uh, no, I think it's five uh, female writers are going to receive $500 um for you know to help develop uh their genre focused script and by genre we mean you know something horror something thriller something uh you know maybe bloody or gory um it is specifically around that and there's also a consultation with raven banner entertainment which is cool i didn't i didn't notice that or know about that until now um and of course that's raven banner's uh whole world they like the genre films um so uh consultation with a distributor like them could be very uh interesting yeah raven banner's the bomb and exciting yeah yeah. uh and there's also an opportunity to get a consultation with a digital marketing strategy expert and collaborate with a graphic artist uh, to help with the marketing materials and uh, development of your film. Very cool. So, so it's a cool little uh, program, and the deadline to submit is January 5th, 2018, so coming right up. Um, and it's also in partnership with Creative BC, Super Channel, Telefilm Canada, and TELUS. Very exciting. Uh, so upcoming events and upcoming screenings, there's not much going on. It's mm-hmm. quiet. It's Christmas time. Christmas parties, of course, are happening. Um, if you've got anything coming up, let us know. We'll put it in the next next week's episode. Um but there are some upcoming workshops and classes in January uh, that you should know about because they're they're coming pretty quick after the holidays. So you might want to register before uh, everyone kind of breaks. Um, 
The Calgary Society of Independent Filmmakers is hosting a grant writing workshop. Um, grant writing is one of the the things, you know, the skills that no filmmaker really wants to learn, but mm. you really do need to um, in Canada at least. Absolutely. Um, because it's, it's a great source of, of funding to get your movie made. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, have you ever wondered what goes into a proposal for an art project? Do you have a great idea but are unsure of where to get funding? So this workshop is designed to help demystify the process of grant writing for both emerging and established filmmakers. It will also help you identify sources of funding for your projects because there are different projects have different fits as far as what funding body they should go to. Um, Not every funding body is the same. So if you have a project, an idea, or even just a concept and development, you are encouraged to bring it along as this is a perfect opportunity to workshop your grant applications. Uh, the instructor is Jillian McKercher, who just wrapped on her uh, first feature film, Circle of Steel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she definitely knows about writing grants. So it is a two-part workshop happening on Saturday, January 13th, and then the next, or and the two weeks later, Saturday, Saturday January 27th, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, it is $190 for members or students and $230 for non-members. Uh, and you can check it out uh, at csaf.org slash workshops, and you'll find it there. Awesome. What better way to start the new year than with a new script? If you're interested in screenwriting, uh, you are in luck in both Edmonton and Calgary because kind of simultaneously, there are two new workshops happening, both at, one at FAVA, one at the CSIF. Uh, the Screenwriting 101 workshop is happening at the CSIF every Monday for 10 weeks from January 15th to March 19th, and it's instructed by Jason Long. And the intro to screenwriting uh, is happening Tuesday nights uh, from February 20th to May 8th at FAVA. Uh, The uh, prices and um, instructors are listed online, and you can check out the show notes for more information on that. What is shooting? It's Christmas time, but it doesn't mean there's nothing going on. Uh, Cyborgs, for one, is Mm -hmm. shooting, as we've Mm -hmm. recently learned. (laughs) Uh, They're going for another four days. Um, Tin Star Season 2 is right next door to Cyborgs in pre-production, building right. their sets. Um, they actually had a movie sale. They had they were selling off some Season 1 Did stuff. Did you look? I forget. If you, no, we went no. to look, but it, it had closed. Oh, yeah, so we drove by and went, oh, we need to get, get there. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're they're kind of filling up the film center right now, which is amazing. Uh, and Winona Earp is coming back for a third season, and they're in pre-production until January 15th, 2018. Welcome back to the Winona Earp people. Yeah, um, that's exciting news. Yeah, it's super great. It's a great show. It's wonderful for Calgary, and uh, we're so pleased to, uh, to have it. Absolutely. Uh, so the cool NFB producer job that we mentioned last week is, uh, of course, still open. The deadline to submit is January 5th, and it it's just sounds like a heck of a job. Uh, you can check out more information in the show notes, but um, you're going to be uh, working as a producer for audiovisual works that the NFB covers, which you know kind of runs the gamut of... Uh, of content from animation to documentary to narrative. So, um, it's so funny. There aren't really that many like producer jobs. Like it's yeah, not it's really true. a thing. Like it's you true, produce yeah. a project and then you kind of stop and you don't have to move to Toronto. Yeah. To, the, yeah. This is like your job to is it, to yeah. be a producer and you work at it full time and it's like a salaried ongoing job like it's, it's amazing yeah it's very cool. what an amazing opportunity mm-hmm. for sure and it's working with the nfb who are wonderful and of course they are looking for someone with uh considerable experience um and certainly the, yeah and the salary uh reflects that it's uh you know between 79 and one hundred and two thousand dollars a year so uh very cool it's also a union gig so uh couldn't ask for more um so check out uh well you're going to want to email your resume to uh, rn uh, sorry rh-hr at nfb dot ca by january 5th 
um, and you want to cite the competition number CM00021296. But of course, you can check out more information. You should, probably, yeah, you should probably do some more research. <laughs> check out the NFB website at onf-nfb.gc.ca. Okay, it's time for our recommendation section. Hey, we did keep this pretty short, didn't we? Yeah. We did a good job. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to recommend something a little bit festive. Okay. Uh, not f- at all film related. All right. But there are a few sources to go and check out Christmas lights. Oh, in yeah. Calgary That's and a good area. Idea. So sure. the, the first is Zoo Lights. Um, I don't know if you have you ever been to the Zoo Lights before? I actually never have. It's absolutely incredible. I hear it's amazing. Yeah. yeah you don't see any animals because it's at night and they're all they're all sleeping. Right. But they just go gangbusters. Cool. Yeah. And because the weather's been so nice, it has been um, very well attended. I think they're up like 135 percent from last wow. year or something. Wow. Nice. Um, but the weather is chilling down. So hopefully everyone who was going to go has gone. So right. now the crowds might be a, a little bit calmer. But it's. Dude, you got to go. Like, honestly, you must check it out. Yeah, it's, okay. it's fabulous. Yeah. And if you can't go for any reason, there's a free one uh, in Airdrie called the Airdrie Festival of Lights. Oh, interesting. Um, and it's just at a park and there's like this train driving around and that's a lot of fun. Uh, or right near Matt's place in Confederation that's Park. That's right. They, that's they, right. They yeah. set up the lights and uh, we usually go on Christmas night and we'll walk around those because um, they're cool and they're super fun. So yeah, check out some Christmas lights. Go for a walk in the cold and uh, bring some hot chocolate. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a plug to uh, the Calgary Firefighters New Year's Eve charity gala. My girlfriend has been working like crazy on all of the uh, the um, branding and and graphics and 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 it's one of those things that the more I learn about, the more bought into it I am. I mean, the tickets are are not super cheap, but if you're looking for like to dress up and and right, do like something a gala, fun, like a proper like yeah, for yeah. New Year's Eve, yeah, cool. Uh, there's some really cool uh, like I think there's a hundred dollar gift card to Holt Renfrew if you buy tickets. Where, um, where is it? Where, where it's is it? happening at the Hyatt uh, oh, downtown right, right, Hyatt, okay. or Hyatt Regency? Is right, the same thing. Um, and uh, there's like a black tie ball upstairs and like a Station 54 retro kind of feeling thing downstairs. Um, so yeah, you can check out uh, the the um, calgaryhealthtrust.ca for more information on on the event or just Google Calgary Firefighters. Um, it's it's there are 13 different charities being. Um, uh, supported by this event and uh it's gonna be cool it's uh it's there's gonna be an open bar it's gonna be oh God, it's amazing. gonna be pretty fun so uh something to check out and if you don't have any new year's plans definitely uh uh could be fun have you ever done like the big dress-up thing for new year's i before? never have no? and that's that's kind of what's appealing about it right is yeah. is you could rent a limo and and get all fancy yeah and- yeah I, I did it one time and i I think it was my brother, but I don't want to throw him under the bus but somebody somewhere opened like like shook a bottle of champagne at oh, midnight uh-huh and like popped it open and sprayed everybody. <laughs> oh no! And I like had this tux on uh, that, that I was like, it kind of ruined that. Uh, yeah, that I, was sucks. Like, uh, I, I sound like an idiot. Like a, like a prude. I'm covered in champagne. There oh, was no, too my much life fun. is so terrible. Yeah, <laughs> that is literally a champagne problem right there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, thank you uh, to Briar for gathering up all the news uh, and uh, helping us make the podcast happen every week. Uh, Certainly, yeah. She puts a lot of work into it. Yes. And Chad Blaine for our wonderful music uh, this season and for Britt for doing uh, the art and uh, and graphic design for the show. If you're an Alberta filmmaker or um, you're, you're tied into the industry in some way and you don't consider yourself a filmmaker, that's okay because this podcast is for you um, and it's also about you. So if you have something that's going on, uh, let us know. It's not hard to get a hold of us. Um, just say, hey, we're shooting something, and then we'll just let everyone know, hey, this is shooting in the, yeah. in the area. Or you got a, a trailer coming out or something that you want to tell the community about. 
people actually listen to this podcast, which continues to surprise me. It's true. Um, but they really do. So uh, yeah, send us an email. How can they get in touch with us, Matt? You can email us at hello at abfilmcast.ca or you can reach out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud. It's all abfilmcast. And of course, you want to subscribe on iTunes to the uh, to the podcast. Definitely. While you're there, you got to hit that five-star button. Do hit it. Just rate us <laughs> that sweet, sweet five-star ratings. You don't even have to write a review. Nobody no, rates no. us. But, no, no uh, one cares about that. But if you give us five stars, it really does. That's how the, that's how iTunes does their metrics. That's how they 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 you know make make more podcasts more visible or less visible based on those five-star ratings. So uh, it does help us out if you if you're able to do that. So thank you for listening. Uh, yeah, final word from our uh, our sponsor. We'll hear from the Alberta Post Production Association right now. But after that, go, go make. make something. The Alberta Filmmakers Podcast is proudly sponsored by APA, the Alberta Post-Production Association. APA represents technical and creative professionals working behind the scenes in editing, sound, and visual effects. Our members live here in Alberta and support producers with expertise in picture editing, color grading, graphic design, compositing, audio post, music scoring, and so much more. For more information about post-production, visit APA online at albertapost.org.